0: When life gets you down, you know what you got to do?
1: I don't wanna know what you got to do. Just
0: keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. What do we do? We swim,
1: swim. Dory no singing. Ha, ha, ho, 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 ho. Dory. I love to swim and Dory. when you want to swim, you want See, to See, I'm going to get stuck on... now with that song. Now it's in my head. Sorry.
2: It's a beautiful day here at Bondo Beach and we're on float your boat. Welcome, Bready Boy.
0: It's me again, George, staring you at the, in your face. You know, it was funny this morning because we had the uh, royal fa- well, a couple of the royal families oh, down Harry here. Was down here. It was all foggy and misty, and, and I Ms. came Markle. down. Yeah, I came down early because I thought I'll go and have a quick swim. Uh, that was a big mistake because it was freezing. Mm. Um, and um, Harry and Meghan were down the other. Meghan, 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 Meghan. I think. Or, or do I just call it Prince and Princess? You can do that too. And they were down the south end. I left them to it. I mean they wanted me to come and have a chat with them but I said no, 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 no. Let the peasants do that. Shaking well, you were
2: expecting hand. them to come up to the club and say hello to you?
0: Oh, exactly.
2: Well, they didn't. No. So Funny that. So today, George, mm-hmm. we're not getting them in into the studio. I mean, I was hoping that you would kind of, kind of pull pull a trick out of your hat and, and get Prince Harry in here.
0: Instead of pulling a rabbit out of my hat, I pulled a hair out of my ass.
2: <laughs> That's quite a trick.
0: Hey! <laughs> <laughs> nothing up my sleeve except for hairs.
2: <laughs> Bet it was clean. I'm sorry, pulled it out. <laughs>
0: George, seriously, this is a serious episode seriously. today. Seriously,
2: seriously, folks. So, who do <laughs> <laughs> you're too funny. So, who do we have on today? Today,
0: today, we have a chap, a local Bondi chap. Would you say a local colourful identity? Oh, he's colourful. His name's Nick Nesbell. Now, Nick, on his, Nick was a super competitive guy. Um, and, and a swimmer and his brothers, um, both all local boys um, and members of the Bondi Surf Club. Um, and he's here to tell us a story about a lady named Dory Miller, who originally was a friend and he became her coach. And the end part is that they got married and now they're going to live happily ever after. But the story is basically about Dory Miller, who did a double. Um, crossing of the English Channel. But we wanted to get Nick's side of the story, like w- what it's like to watch Dory and to understand the amount of training and what she's had to go through to achieve a goal like that. Yeah. And I thought, and you thought, we thought it was going to be a great episode to have because we're both in awe of what she's done.
2: Yeah. And of course, the, the benefit of, of this is that she's given you a lot of courage to do what you have to do.
0: The bronze medallion, yes. Yeah. I'm you know I did it when I was a kid, but that was many moons ago and now I'm shit scared about having to do it starting next week.
2: Well let's let's put that aside and, and let's get Nick in so he can tell us his version of the jo- the finding dory story.
0: Let's keep swimming, swimming, swim. <laughs> let's get him in
1: Hey guys, I was getting out of
3: Welcome to the Float Your Boat podcast
1: about how everyday people created their road to success. The highs, the lows, pitfalls, and potholes, and how they overcame it all. And now here are your hosts.
2: So, welcome to our studio, Nick. Pleasure to be here, fellas. Come, okay, well, you got to do the welcome, George. Anyway, I, I always do the welcome. Yeah, that's, you know that. that's true. So, Nick, uh, just just keep straight to the point. Tell us about finding Dory.
0: When life gets you down, you know what you got to do. I don't want to know what you got to do. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming, swimming, swimming.
3: Finding Dory. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Who is Dory Miller? Yeah. How yeah.
0: did you meet? Oh, well, I guess how did you meet? Well,
3: where did you meet? Look, uh, when you go back, we met probably about eight years ago. Um, we met through through Bondi Surf Club. Um, back at that time, I suppose that the meeting came about. There was a fella who'd uh, badged himself the warrior, and he was the swim captain in the club at the time. And he was a he was a pretty pretty dynamic sort of fella, and he was really trying to get the the whole swimming surf racing competition side of things going. And what he wanted to do, he, he'd recruited some some members uh, from outside of the club, and they were new and they were good swimmers. And what he wanted to do is he wanted to pair them up with ...club members who'd been around for a while... ...who knew the ropes... ...so he could one-on-one mentor them... ...and, uh, a- and educate them in surf racing, surf swimming and, and the like. And particularly with Dory, I hadn't... ...I knew nothing of Dory Miller until one day on a Saturday morning... ...we were at a, a surf carnival at North Cronulla Beach uh, in early summer. And I'd gone down to help this fella, the warrior... Mentor some of the new, the fresh blood, um, and I was in in a Bondi tent, and the warrior came running over at one point, and he had this girl by the wrist, and he said, "Oh, Nick, this is Dory. Dory, this is Nick. He's going to tell you what to do. She's about to swim a belt race. I've entered her for the belt race. She's going to do the belt race." I said, "Uh, yeah. Hi, Dory. Dory, is it? Yeah, that's never heard of Dory, but yeah, nice to meet you, Dory. So you're going to swim the belt race?" She said, "Yep, yep." I said, "Okay, you, you." She was a bit older. She was. You know, this, this girl's in her 40s, not talking about 17-year-olds or young young boys or, or girls. So anyway, I said, OK, you want to do the belt race? And I was a bit nonchalant about it. And we walked down I said, OK, this is a surf reel and this is how the race works. There's a whole heap of boys out to sea. You can see there's a line of nine of them. They'll give you a, a particular colour. You uh, have to put this, this thing called a belt on and pull this surf line out to sea. You get to the boy, you put your hand up and then you release the, the belt and swim back to sea and first one out there wins and whatnot. And there wasn't much much surf, it was a pretty flat day and there's a belt crew, you need four people to, to what we call pay the line out. Um, so anyway, we went through, pulled, uh, uh, real, real quick, this is what you've got to do. She went, okay, okay. She looked a bit nervous but um, anyway, so there was her and I think probably another nine others from different surf clubs all lined up on the start line. You're in the starter's hands, he bangs the gun, off they go. I've been doing this surf reel stuff and I've been involved with it for, you know, 30 years easily at this point. And uh, what sort of happened in the next two or three minutes once the starter's gun went sort of took me a bit by surprise because I had no idea what speed and ferocity this girl was about to swim or, or could swim. And it was happening right in front of me and I was one of the linesmen paying out this line, you know, giving her the, the rope. And uh, the line was sizzling through my hands. Like it was oh, – I don't know what, what that might look like if you could visualise something. But this, the rope was coming off the drum of this surf reel fast. Her stroke, her kick, her strength. Um, And actually that's another thing that took me... This girl had shoulders, like special shoulders, beautiful. Um, Yeah, and it was that moment then I thought, wow, what have we got here? Hmm. And she won that race. And she'd never done it before.
2: Never done it before. She'd came completely out of the blue. (laughs) Completely out of the blue. And what made her, I mean obviously you must have had a conversation with her afterwards what made her decide that at that point in her life at the age of just over 40 she wants to start doing that that's a good question um
3: she she actually got she was swimming one afternoon at the bondi icebergs and a couple of club members were watching from the pool deck and she hopped out and she was all on her own and they said oh you're a good swimmer you know what are you doing where are you from and and um, she told them a bit about her background and they invited her for coffee. And they seemed to get on in a small group pretty well and next thing they, they said, oh, we all do the surf club, you should come and check the surf club thing out. And she said, okay, I'll come and check that out. Dory's that—that That is Dory speak. Okay. She's very much like that. So next thing, she's in the surf club and she does have a competitive nature and um, maybe the thought of something new and and... Exciting? I don't know. I, I'm not sure. So that was was that
0: like eight or ten years ago? Yeah. So prior to that, she was just swimming more so. like she's obviously done stuff in her past, right? Up yeah. until that was. So, I guess what I'm trying to get to is th- this is all before the Channel swims.
3: When, when I f- so. We met at that surf carnival that day and, and by chance we'd both been invited to a mutual friend's 50th birthday that evening. Um, we sat down and we had... It was an outdoor sort of barbecue-y, typical Australian sort of summer, summer's evening and we, we sat actually at the same table and we talked. And I said, "Oh, tell me a bit about yourself because I, I don't know much about you. I hear you swim. You've done the English Channel. You've done that once, twice. She said, oh, I've done it twice... I said okay, and somehow she got onto telling me that she was going to attempt to do a double crossing. I thought, wow, that's now that's another place. That's that's significant, significantly uh, at <laughs> another level. Um, in fact, she at, at the time she did, she had attempted to swim a double. Um, she got or England France, and then she got about a third of the way back, and her shoulder blew out. Um, so that was a failed attempt, but. ...she still had aspirations to go back and have another crack. So I'm learning all this on the way and... and ...in a lot of ways I I think I was in in awe of, like... ...the stories she was telling me about what she was trying to do... ...and how she was trying to get there. So uh,
0: from that point, (coughs) obviously you met... ...and uh, because the listeners won't know... ...but you're now married recently. So obviously... There was a spark at that point. Oh,
3: y- well, you know, what What really happened... Okay, so let's let's have a look at me for a second at that time. Yep. At that stage of my life, I'm mid-40s. I've done all the surf club stuff. I'm, I'm moving on. This warrior guy's trying to keep me connected in and mentor some of the kids. But, you know what, I'm finishing work. I'm probably going having... A few schooners at the pub each afternoon. Life's all right. Have a swim down the beach. Still involved with the surf club. This whole connection comes out of the blue. Uh, And then at this party that I was telling you about, when we we were talking about some of her exploits, I actually said, you know, the way you swam today at that surf carnival, you could actually be probably pretty good at this. And she said, but I don't know anything about it. I really don't. And I'm a bit intimidated by waves and I don't know what a rip is and... And I said, okay, well, I do. So I'm up for it if you're up for it. I was excited at the prospect of Hmm. maybe something, you know, it it, it was untapped territory, you know. Hmm. Um, And what I saw that day, the way she could swim, I thought, wow, okay. She's a bit older but let's see where this goes. So I said to her after that at the party, I said, well, okay, well, we've obviously got to... Meet up at the beach, and you know I'll get the, the gear out, and I'll show you what I know. And she said, "Okay, I'm up for that." And I said, "When do you want to meet?" And she said, "Monday night." Monday night, okay. What time? Oh, I finish work at five thirty. I'll be I can be at the beach at six. So okay, meet you at six. We did a session that night. I said, "Good work, Dory. Great." Um, we'll catch up again sometime. She said, "Yep." I said, "What? When would you like to catch up?" She said, "Oh, tomorrow." <laughs> I said, okay, tomorrow. <laughs> to tomorrow at six. Spice. Yep, tomorrow at six. So this happened, every, this, it was every day of the week. She's up for it every day of the week and I'm thinking, hang on, I'm supposed to be in the pub having my five beers, <laughs> talking to the boys, you know. Um, so it actually got to a point though where I thought, I'm not really up for this. So I hatched this little plan to break it up so I could get out. And on the Friday night... I said, um, we should do something on the weekend, or he said, yeah, let's do something on the weekend, okay. What about tomorrow morning? That's it, yep, tomorrow morning. All right, I'll see you down there tomorrow morning. Uh, and I said, can you do me a favour? Can you bring, me, bring a pair of board shorts? We might do some resistance training tomorrow morning. She said, yep, yeah, okay. So anyway, in the meantime, I've gone off and got some stuff that I'm going to pres- produce in front of her in the morning in the master plan of getting me back to the pub and off the beach, right? <laughs> uh, so what, what we did, in, we turned up on the Saturday morning. Um, I do have two young children at this stage too. So seven, uh, they're 17 now, but at the time they were probably nine or ten twins, twin boy and twin girl. So they, they came down with me. Uh, I'd got a, a, a what we call a big rescue board out of the, the surf club boat shed. i cut some line off... Uh, one of the surf reels, I grabbed a surf belt and I tied the line to the surf belt and I had a mate gave me a Bondi United football jersey and I took all this stuff, met Dory at the front of the surf club and I said, all right, let's go down the beach. We went down to the shoreline and I tipped everything out of the bag and we had the big surfboard there and I, she said, oh, what's all that for? I said, well, you'll be wearing that today. Resistance training. And she went, oh, Okay. I said, put the football jersey on. So she put the footy jersey on. She put the board shorts on. And I said, now we're going to put you in this surf belt. And she said, okay, this is all a bit weird. So what I'd done is I'd tied the surf belt to the rescue board. And the plan was to take her out to sea, watch her struggle a bit, and then say, look, maybe this isn't going to work out. It's not for (laughs) you. So off we go. (laughs) Um, Were you on the board? I was on the board with my two twins. Oh, wow. Yeah. Dory's dressed in a football jersey, board shorts. She's got this surf belt on. I said, listen, just just swim out to sea. We'll just get out through the surface. It was a pretty soft break. So as soon as she started swimming, she was, it was heavy. It was like swimming with bricks, you know, bricks, bricks tied to your legs and your arms and it wasn't moving very fast. But I could see she was, she was trying. Anyway, we got past the break and I said, why don't we just go down 50 metres or so and We'll see where, see where that ends up. So keep in mind there's me and two nine-year-olds on the board that she's dragging along. We turned left and we headed towards not the north end north end of the beach and we got the 50 metres and I sort of pulled on the rope because she didn't stop. And I said, no, no, that, that's all right, Dory, that's, that's pretty courageous. And I actually felt bad at the time because I was it wasn't really resistance training. <laughs> Naughty me. But <clears throat> so she said, oh, no, I can get down to the northern end, I'm sure of it. Anyway, so off we went and... She swam all the way with me and the kids on the surfboard down to the northern end and, oh, geez, she had some fight in her and it was interesting to watch. And we got to the northern end and I said, all right, well, let's take all this garbage off and we'll just walk back. It's easy. And uh, she said, no, 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 I'm swimming back. She said, I'm swimming back. And I said, all right, well, I'll get the kids off. She said, no, no, leave them there. I said, okay, okay. <laughs> so anyway, she, we turned back towards Bondi Surf Club, which is in the middle of Bondi Beach... She, we got to Bondi Surf Club she kept swimming. She swam and she swam, and I didn't actually stop her. I just was actually starting to be in awe of what I was seeing in front of me. And she swam all the way down to the icebergs and she stopped for a minute. I said, how's that? And she said, oh, that's tough. That, this is tough. <laughs> this is tough. And then she turned around and she swum uh, another two full laps of the beach. So... With the board with, and the jersey. With the board and the football jersey, yeah. She, so she swam probably, I mean, it's easy to say she swum three full laps of Bondi Beach dragging me, two kids, a surfboard, wearing the footy jersey and the board shorts. And that is probably where the aura and I f- found I was in awe of what I was seeing, you know, mm. I thought, wow, this is pretty special. So for those, those
2: of our listeners who <laughs> actually don't know how, the length of uh, Bondi Beach from north to south,
3: how far is it? It's probably, I think, about 800 metres. So she did three laps. Three laps of 800 metres,
2: yeah. With a lead weight around her neck. Basically, <laughs> <Really>. yeah. yeah. <laughs> well done. Look, you know, I've, I've, you know I, I only ever heard of Dory up until that time we had to do our, uh, our assessment in the pool and I, all, I, all I recall is, was this, this lightning-fast person in the lane next to me who must have done triple the
0: number of laps that I did in, in the space of nine minutes. Let and, me and preface well. this by George saying, I think I'll just try and keep up with Dory for the first few laps <laughs> so I keep my time going. <laughs> <laughs> like but I've, one, only, I've only ever found her, as a
2: very matter-of-fact uh, person of few words that just says, yep, or no. <laughs> <laughs> Is she, she's obviously more than that.
3: Oh, yeah. She's she's very humble. mm She's actually very shy. I remember once early in the piece she said to me, I'm sure sometimes people think I'm rude but I'm just quiet. She's quiet. She's mm. quiet. And it, it, it... There is a saying and I, I don't mind saying it but Dory is Dory, mm. you know, and it's not until you actually figure out what that means that you get an understanding of...
0: Dory is Dory. Though. It's sort of ironic that her name's Dory, isn't it? Really. Like yeah. like I she's when George when we first met Dory we were like and we knew the the stories. I was like that's just so bizarre. Well, we, we, just we, keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming. Just keep swimming, swimming, swimming.
3: What is it that you think drives her? I just she's just up for the challenge, you know? You could throw it, dangle something out there and she She'd listen. She'd go, yeah. and in her head, she'd be going, Isn't that, that might be possible? I think I could do it. There's no bullshit about Dory. Like, mm. the way she trains, the way she presents herself, the way she carries herself. I mean, no bullshit about that girl. And she works hard, you know. There's what you see on the blocks or on the beach or in the channel, but then there's what's going on in the background, you know, in the early mornings or the dark of night and the, the extras. That she does. It's not all by chance. Not because she's got big shoulders. It's not because mm. she was born with a swimming gene. I would think few would work harder than she works. Well, tell us a couple of extras. Give us a couple of examples. Oh, examples. You know, I mean, where do you start? I mean, there's all the, the basic stuff like the stretching and the the you know the core exercises and the the, the working working to get your body in shape. But I mean, I remember one time, uh, you know, living here at Bondi, in the middle of winter we can get some really howling winds and uh, the nasty one's probably the southerly wind, Hmm. the southerly bluster or whatever they call it, and it it sort of blows across the bay and it brings cold waters and and white caps everywhere and it it brings a surf as well. So you're, you're getting a decent sort of surf and mushy... Bumpy, lumpy, horrible, uninviting, mm. last place you'd ever want to be. Um, and we pulled up. She said, oh, I need to do some laps. It was a Saturday. She said, I need to do some laps. And i um, we pulled up in our car and we, we were facing out to sea and uh, I was sort of a bit rugged up and the car was shaking with the wind and you could hear the wind, you know rustling on the through the little cracks in the car doors or underneath the, the you know, the, the chassis of the car and I was just looking out and thinking how terrible and yucky it looked and uh, Dory said a couple of words. She uttered a couple of words and I, I remember them quite clearly and she said, it's a bonus day. And I said, sorry Dory, what did you say? She said, it's a bonus day and I said... What does that mean? She said, well, you don't get conditions like this every day. <laughs> and I said, no. No, you don't. And I said, what are you going to do today? She said, oh, I'm not sure. I'll, uh, I'll see how we go. Anyway, I'll see you later. I said, okay. I was off to the pub and probably had a couple of bets and watched the races and caught up with my mates in a game of pool and, you know, uh, off I was gone for the afternoon. then later that afternoon I got a phone call from her, <clears throat> excuse me, and uh, she didn't sound too good. I said, what are you doing? She said, oh, I'm in the change room at the surf club. And she, I could hear the, the shaking in her voice. And I said, are you okay? And she said, oh, I'm, I'm just sitting in the corner. And I said, what is, What are you okay? And she said, yeah, I'm okay, but I, I'm just sitting in the corner. I said, should I come down and get you? She said, uh, no, 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 no. She's a bit delusional. And I said, what did you do? Where, where, how long ago did you finish? Thinking that she'd finished hours ago. And she said, no, no, I've just got back. And I said, you've just got back. How far did you swim? And she said, "Uh, 20. I said, 20, 20 what, 20 minutes? 20 what, what are you talking about? She said, no, no, I did 20 laps. And I said, oh, 20 laps in the most atrocious conditions across a very big, wide open, in a very big, wide open body of water." And it was like, she just does stuff like that, goes and swims 20 laps in the most diabolical conditions in the middle of winter and to her that's a bonus day. That toughens you up for the, you know, the big swim at the Channel and, you know, she just does that stuff in the background.
0: So once again, you you have to ask what makes a tick with that sort of stuff because, you know, actually because of her, like I've been going on about doing my bronze for a long time (laughs) and uh, I've been putting it off and putting it off and I did it when I was a kid but I haven't done it in 40 years or so. Um, but because of her, you telling me her stories, she spurred me on to go, you are just a bloody wuss. Like all, all it is is the bronze course and here's a woman that can swim 20 laps in a southerly buster and live to tell the story.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, from what I understand, that, that's not the best story, is it? I mean in
0: terms of distance. Yeah, there was, yeah, a- there was a, the, the other story you told me about with, where she kept on swimming. Just keep swimming, just keep swimming, just keep swimming, swimming, swimming. Or the night swimming, probably. That was pretty... Because I can't I can't even fathom going in the water by myself in the night. I mean, apart from being very dangerous.
3: Yeah. It, so Dory aspires to do a double-channel crossing, right? So there's a lot of boxes you've got to tick to swim from England to France and back. Keeping in mind that... It's pretty much a 24-hour swim, somewhere thereabouts. If you get a perfect day, it might be something 22, 20, 23. If it's not such a perfect day, it might be closer to 30. So what, amongst the many boxes that you're going to need to tick, you're going to need to prepare your mind for swimming in the dark, the pitch black. There's no lights out there. Hmm. You know, there might be a little lantern on the back of the boat, but they're, they're saving all their batteries and their juice and all that sort of stuff. So it's not like it's a big flood lip, you know, scenario out there. So what she started to doing with, you know, oh, is she, is she with that in mind is Friday nights became dark swimming nights.
2: <laughs> of so, course. That's what you do. That's do, what do. you do
3: on a Friday night. No, you don't watch the footy on a Friday night anymore. <laughs> you go and find the darkest place you can and uh, <laughs> you sit in a little chair with a beanie on and gloves and all rugged up and... You watch a girl swim swim for a couple of hours to, to get her mind attuned to swimming in darkness and, again, cold, wet, windy, cold and swimming in the, the bloody dark. So you know, I remember watching her doing that every Friday night and thinking, it's not for me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it is tricky. I mean, if, okay, there are lots of lights on Bondi Beach but if she ever went out and around the cove, there, there wouldn't be that many uh, reference points so you
3: know if she could if she took a wrong turn she'd end up in New Zealand <laughs> well, and that, look that's actually that was part of the challenge with the night swimming is that you we didn't want the lights of the harbor or the lights of the the beach as a reference point we were trying to find places to hmm. swim where we could like put a, a lantern type thing at the end and something at another end but you Breathing to the left or the right, we didn't want any reference points. We wanted it to be black, pitch black. If she wanted to look up and look at the lantern, that was okay. Um, but, yeah, taking as much of that out of the equation, that any lighting is possible and, and not swimming in circles, it's, it's... I mean, you close your eyes and try and sw- swim in a straight line in a swimming pool or, or even just try and swim, it's terribly daunting. Hmm.
0: Without a doubt. So so all that training brought her to the, the challenge of the, the two-way crossing.
3: What year was that? Uh, that'd be probably three years ago now. It was It's a few years ago now, um, only a few though, but uh, the big day came. Uh, got the call from the boat pilot and all the talk was over, all the training was over and we hopped in the car and we, I think we... Uh, we were scheduled to set off just around 3am around Dover time. And we had a, uh, about a 25 minute drive in the car before we got to the, the wharf where the boat and the, the crew were. Um, and I'd been up since midnight boiling urns of water and um, hot, hot, hot water, hot, you know. That's part of, part of the way When we feed her, every feed has a warm component. I mean, Dory's a believer that, you know, the outside will rot. The face will go all puffy. You'll get sunburnt. You know, your skin will shrivel and all that will happen and more. But if you can keep the core warm, if you can keep the inside warm, you've got a chance. So, hence me making as much... Hot water. I think we took seven urns onto the boat, seven big sort of oh, eight-litre type urns and uh, that was the plan. But it was interesting, it, yeah, so I let her sleep a bit more and um, up she hopped at probably two-ish and uh, grabbed all the stuff and headed off to the wharf and, yeah, it was was dark and it was interesting, an interesting car ride. Did she appear to be nervous? She'd previously tried... ...and failed to do a double. She tried and failed twice, actually. Um, I was on the second journey and the night before and the day of... ...she was terribly nervous. Terribly nervous. She was a little more calm and controlled this time. Um,
0: Is that her matter-of-factness about everything, generally?
3: Yeah. Yeah. The nerves creep in sometimes... Um, but she she manages it pretty well. I remember when we first got together and I was trying to be coach, mentor, whatever it was and I saw more signs of nerves back in the early days than I do now and one of the coping mechanisms I thought and, and she still uses it is to get her to the water. Now whether she's swimming in a flat water race or a surf race or whatever it might be, go down the end of the beach and have a swim, or go to the warm up pool out the back and have a swim that 's you that 's where you're at home that's your peace mm. that's you don't need somebody telling you or rubbing your shoulders, just go and swim um, so once she gets to the water she 's right um and her maybe it's she's just become more comfortable with everything she does um i don't know. She seems pretty able to manage her nerves pretty well, but you don't want your nerves to completely go away either. Mm. You, you oh. sort of need need a bit of nerve to pump you up, I suppose. Oh, sorry,
2: yeah. Uh, look, I, I just wanted to um, ask about the, the the logistics behind, from your perspective, behind um, supporting her in 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 the cross channel swim. Is she allowed to actually? She's not allowed to pop out of the water and, and take a drink. So how do you feed her hot drinks while she's in the drink, so to speak? Like how do you how do you do that?
3: Well, it, it, it yeah, it, it's uh, being support crew is, is a tough gig. It probably maybe it doesn't get any of the glory. The swimmer's doing all, and, and rightly so. But it's a pretty tough gig. I mean, you've got. Uh, say you know, Dory swim. So you're up three or four hours before the attempt. Then when you when it's all finished, you still you don't get to bed for another mm. four, five, or six hours with everything that's going on. I think I probably didn't sleep myself. The the window was probably thirty five hours or something like that. Now I don't even know how I did that. I can't imagine how I did I didn't sleep one wink on the boat. Um, You know, we we need to feed her probably every 20 minutes. And when I made feed, it's not like a sandwich. It could just be a liquid feed. But there is something happening. You know, you've got to stop the boat, stop the engines. Uh, The way we feed her is we hold – if it's a liquid feed, we've got bottles like like your your triathlon bottle sort of thing – a whole heap of them tied to rope and the rope goes out and I'll say first one's got the medication, the second one's got the energy drink, the third one's got the hot tea or the fourth one's got the chicken soup or whatever it might be. So you're continually making up potions on that front. Then when you do have a more solid feed, you've got, you know, like a big painter's pole, you know, an extended sort of hole yeah. that you can yeah. you can turn into 20 feet or whatever it is. On the end of that, you basically we, you attach a, you know, when you're like, make your spaghetti and you put it in the colander and you yep. sort of shake it and the water comes out. So the food, whether that might be a piece of banana or a, a piece of confectionery or or whatever that might be, would go into the colander, then you get your painter's pole out, you stick it out the side of the boat, the swimmer reaches in and, and takes it. So a couple of the basic rules with channels, the, the English channel swimming. and it, Anyone who's got the, the certificate of done in, having done the English channel, like... It's still held – it's a very real swim. The governing bodies don't put up with any toying with the rules, which include no wetsuits, no listing devices, standard swimsuit, not a fast suit, one standard bathing cap. Uh, You're not allowed at any point to hold on to the boat. You're not allowed to hold on to any of the feeding uh, things that might go out over the boat. Uh, there is actually, like in Dory's case, there were two observers from the Channel Swimming Authority on the boat. So they're observing every feed, every, every... They're actually noted all down as well. So it's um, it's kept very real. There's a lot of swims going on in the world that, you know, they... A bit yeah, dodgy. They could be a bit dodgy, you uh, know, whether you... But a channel swim is very real. So, yeah, a, a big day for all concerned, you know, um, that successful crossing she swam in 26 hours 21 minutes so it's uh if i tasked you with the challenge of staying awake for 26 hours and 21 minutes you'd probably have no chance
2: without some sort of help i'd be hard pushed I, i i mean we're getting back to basics here like just the simple stuff ablutions like how do you like you want to go to the toilet and do a number two like what happens like what do you do you, well, you just do it in the water. That's simple as that. And really, you just let it let it hang there and dissolve yeah. away. Yeah, well, it's wow. funny. I mean, it's it's hard to fathom just swimming for twenty six hours. I mean, okay, fair enough. I know you can pee in your wetsuit or you know your swimsuit, no problem. But you know, people need to do things. <laughs> your body needs to function. Yeah. <laughs> you know.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's the the question that the school kids always ask her whenever she. Yeah, or the the young, the young nippers in the surf club. Whenever, they, you know, somebody somebody's mum says, "I want you to meet Dory Miller," um, they always have a few questions. And how do you go to the toilet? And look, basically, the swimmer looks at the boat and says, "I want everyone to turn around." Oh, okay. And everyone turns around, and then you wait a period of time, and. Uh,
2: off you go. <laughs> oh yeah, but but you're allowed to stop and and yeah, uh, yeah. okay, okay. And so my next question is: at which point at the other end do you officially, um, you know, tag the the other end? Like, where do you have to go? Do you have to go right to shore, touch a rock, or something like that, or how?
3: how where's the
2: turnaround point?
3: Yeah, you, you have to. So uh, you leave Dover. Um, We left a place called Shakespeare's Beach, I think it was. You uh, get to France. You have to... In in a double attempt, you have a window. You, You get to France, you have to clear the water. You have to wave to the boat. The boat will then, with an air horn, sound an air horn, and that signifies that you have been officially accredited with a landing. Keeping in mind, you could land anywhere because the way the tides work, you could land on a whole bunch of rocks or you could land on a nice sandy beach. Luckily for Dory and, uh, and by, with good guidance from her pilot, we landed on a nice sunny beach. So with the landing, you must immediately – you clear the water, you wave to the boat, then you must immediately return to a minimum of ankle-depth water and you have to be swimming within 10 minutes. Right. So there's really no break. I mean, that's... There's really no break. So I swam at a distance with her up the beach with France. So she got out and obviously she can't get any assistance or dragging and so I swim at a distance. I had in a swimming cap and down my swimming costumes a whole bunch of stuff. So the plan was I took the swimming cap off and there was some rubber gloves, there was some rash cream, there was some... Uh, I took a little thing of uh, what we call two fruits, which has yeah. a little container which you peel the lid off and it had some peaches or something, I think, in there and some chewable medication, some chewable painkillers. So she, step by step, she took the medication and the, had the, the fruit and then she put on, she put on the gloves because no one's allowed to touch it. Mm. You can't touch it. So she put on these two dishwashing gloves picked up the tube of rash cream, which is a a greasy type thing, squirted that in copious amounts into her hands and then applied into the areas, particularly around her neck, between her legs, under her arms, where uh, chafing might occur. And, yeah, that was the process there. She then dropped it all back onto the sand. I popped it in my cozies. Uh, Interestingly enough, you know, as a a, a mentor or a, a coach or whatever you want to call it or a partner uh, you always wonder when when your time might come or when a poignant moment in something as big as this might present itself and what I, I did, you don't know you can read all the quotes in the world you can talk to all the people who mentor the mentor and whatever and but eventually your time comes and I was really kind of happy with the way this came out at the time and I I hadn't planned for it at all. It just came out. and So we're returning to the water for a, attempting to swim back to England, further than the eye can see. You can't actually see the other end, you know. It's quite quite daunting. And Dory paused for a moment as we were just walking through the water, getting deeper and deeper. And I said, you all right? And she's, she was crying. She's was sort of fiddling with her goggles and... Sort of her head was down a bit and said, you're okay, kid? And she went, oh, I don't know. I don't think I can make it. First time I'd ever heard Dory have self-doubt. I said, well, you do know once you take one stroke that way, you're more than halfway. She dived in, took that one stroke and swam another 14 hours.
0: Jesus. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> and when she got to the other end, how was she?
3: A couple of hours out, it was dark, it was cold. Um, and all you could, you know, looking off the side of the boat, was like each stroke was starting to slap and it looked like she was carrying weight in each of her arms and it was slow. Her stroke count was slow. And the feed after I, I mean, I could see her deteriorating. She was heading downhill. I didn't I wasn't sure we'd get there, but we were it was sort of within it was, it was almost touchable, but still too far. And um, we stopped and we had a feed and I said, How are you doing? She said, My wrists feel like they're broken my back sore, the jellyfish that went down the front of my Cozzy is just sending me crazy with itchy, my neck hurts, I'm struggling to breathe to my left side, and I've got a headache. Not a complaint, not a complaint. It was a question I asked. She didn't complain once. I said, all right, well, maybe I'll, I'll pop you in some medication in the next feed and we'll see how we go, Yeah. Um, she went, okay. And off she went. <laughs> Talk about matter of fact. <laughs> not a complaint. I'll be very clear with that. It was, uh, yeah, matter of fact statement. She's, I suppose maybe that says it too, what, you know, what's what's going on here. She's not a complainer. She's a get on with it and, and do it. Look, You know, and I suppose too, what... We, we look at this girl who's... And I think she probably has a brand as this marathon swimmer, you know, a, a very accomplished marathon swimmer. But, you know, we go back a few weeks and we had the Australian Winter Swimming Championships. She represents the local club here, the Bondi Icebergs, and she was named... And th- that's short stuff. That's 50 metres. Mm. Na- she was named swimmer of the meat. Um... She swims the short stuff. She swims mm. the middle distance stuff. She swims everything between 50 metres and, and a double crossing. <laughs> and a double crossing in the English <laughs> Channel. I mean, I, I, a couple of the old timers around here, that they reckon, you know, pound for pound or whatever you want to call it, she would probably be the most adept swimmer on earth.
0: Mm. Mm. I would for, from so. top
3: to bottom, yeah. yeah. Maybe.
0: So is it, so, so it, I know how to finish this. Well. Is there anything in the wind? Is she finished with the long distance craziness, <laughs> or is there something else that's still there? The fire still burns. All right. Uh, but what could
2: possibly be next? You know, oh, swimming to New
0: Zealand? Well you, can't, <laughs> like, well, you can't really beat the double crossing of the English Channel. So is there... Well, there's many records that could be broken, I assume. Yeah, but that's the most
3: famous, isn't it? Yeah. Jeez. We'll have to watch this space, won't we? Who knows? I, what I know with Dory is anything is possible.
1: head and you're miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what you're passing, for you got a friend in me. Yeah, you've got in me. you got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got a friend in me. You got troubles and I got them too. There isn't anything I wouldn't do for you. If we stick together we can see it through cause you've got a friend in me. you got a friend in me. Some other folks might be a little bit smart ever love you the way I do It's me and you, boy And as the years go by Our friendship will never die You're gonna see It's our destiny You got a friend in me You got a friend in me You got a friend in me, you got a friend in me.